back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm Elise, and welcome to my apartment in Manhattan. Episode 36, we're talking about Jack Ma, Alibaba. He's missing. Where is he? Singles Day in China. Do you know that there is a day where you celebrate single people? Hi, why aren't we there? Kelp, pizza, Woody Allen, so much more. So, take a sip, take a sip of your Hennessy your tea, whatever you have, talk to me, Elise. So, how you doing? How are you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Okay. Um, fact of the day, did you know this? The first pizza, because I didn't know this. I feel like I should know. The first pizzeria in the United States was in New York City. Hello? Lombardi's? Spring Street, corner of Mott. I don't, I worked on Mott and Prince for four and a half years. Four and a half years in my mid-twenties. How do I not know that the first pizzeria in America is around the corner? Literally insane. This is when you know. You just so tuned out sometimes to things. This is like people like, oh, have you gone to Empire State Building? Statue of Liberty? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Oh, Statue of Liberty? Yeah, I think in kindergarten. Like, right around the corner from my office for four and a half years, I've been getting pizza at first pizzeria in America. No idea. Yep, that's what it's like being a New Yorker. Completely oblivious, but I had no idea. Did you did you know that that the first pizzeria was here? It opened in 1895. And fun fact on the pizza situation, economists say that in Manhattan the there's a since the 1960s there's a correlation between the price of a subway ride and the slice of the pizza. Like they they're almost very similar, or they're they're they are they are the same. So right now. A subway subway ride is two dollars and seventy five cents, and I would say that's about right. A slice of pizza is about two seventy five, on average. Depending on where you live, it's obviously way more, way less. Like in Staten Island, I feel like I can get a slice for a dollar twenty five. Okay, I feel like there's places I could get a good slice for a dollar twenty five. Or Brooklyn, where I live on the Upper East Side, sometimes I get a slice of pizza. It's like four fifty. Four fifty. There better be gold dust in that pizza for four fifty. I went around the corner from my house and I got a slice of pizza. I got not a plain slice, uh, a regatha slice, you know, the white slice, white slice. It, it, they charged me more for that. I don't even know why. There wasn't any sauce on it. It was just like, it's just the dough and a little extra cheese and the regatha. And, 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 and what? Does that warrant for something? No. But, so, but, 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 economists saying pizza, New York City subway, same price, fine. How are you? How was your week? I, I, I'm okay. I, I, I've adjusted now, I think, to 2021 being exactly like 2020, you know. I, I think I had a, a, a little shock breakdown a couple weeks ago. I just couldn't believe it. Sheer disbelief. Everybody talking about how amazing 2021 is going to be. Fresh, fresh face, fancy, freak. No, it's exactly the same. We're wearing masks. Everybody's still working from home, which I don't mind. But anyway. So um, I went to You'll Die. The drive-in movie theater. Have you ever been? I have never been to the drive-thru. The drive-in. The drive-thru. Ha! I've been to the drive-thru. I practically go to the drive-thru every day of the week if I can. I I loved the drive-in. So there's a drive-in movie theater, the Skyline Drive-In. It's in Brooklyn, Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Um, I think the address, one, actually I do remember, one Oak Street. That's the address. Skyline Drive-In. Um, I saw a taxi driver with De Niro, Martin Sorsese's movie, Taxi Driver. So good. By the way, side note. Every year I go to the Tribeca Film Festival. I love it. I like, and I totally movie binge. I see like 10 movies in a day. And you know, there are all these independent films, documentaries. I love, love it. I mean, obviously it didn't go on last year, but so, um, 
I saw about, I don't know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, the um, anniversary of, there was a special anniversary showing at the Tribeca Film Festival of Taxi Driver and Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro were there. Can you imagine? They sat in the front row. I was, of course, in heaven at the back. Um, and at the end of the the, the show, the, the actors and Mar- Mar- Marty, Marty, as we call him in the industry, Marty and, and Bob, Robert De Niro in the industry name, they, they all got on the stage and they did a Q&A for the audience. Like, I could have asked a question. I didn't even ask a question. I, it was so cool. So cool. It's such a great movie. So anyway, the Skyline Drive-In, they, um, they, they, they have a few random movies, not, not obviously current movies, obviously. And that's it. And you just pick a night and you book a ticket and you drive and you go. $60 a car or maybe $50 and change. Expensive, I know. But, I, I mean, I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't gone to the movies. And by the way, what are movie prices in your area? What's a ticket? Well, honestly, I'm curious. Where do you live and how much is a movie ticket? Because I took my kids to see Sonic the Hedgehog last year, like in January or February before the whole lockdown nonsense happened. And I, oh, my God. It was like, for the three of us to go, it was like $50. I think it was like, my ticket was like $17.95. Some extortion theirs was like $15. I'm like, for a movie? I know places near my mother's house in New Jersey, they have a $2 movie theater. I mean, you're not seeing the, the, the regular films that just come out, but so what? Anyway, but $50, $60 a car. I didn't care. I brought snacks. I brought my big pocketbook with lots of snacks. They did smell, sell, smell. They smelled snacks. They sold snacks there, but I wasn't gonna buy the snacks. Why am I gonna buy you snacks? I'm going. I'm in my car. I'm in my car. I'm gonna bring my own snacks. Thank you. Um, but it was so good, so so good. I also walked by Woody Allen's house, or what I thought was Woody Allen's house, his old house, his former's house. You know, I'm walking with my friend. I'm like, oh my god, let's. I'm like, look, look, we're we're, we're here. Look, 94th Street, 92nd or no, 92nd, 92nd Street. Let's let's walk down the house. Let's see Woody's house. She, what, what are you crazy? What are you crazy? You can't just walk by people's house. I said, yes, I can. Yes, I can. I know where he lives, and it's a double wide fancy mansion on 92nd Street near Madison Avenue, and I want to go see it. And so she's like, oh, okay, Elise, this is this is great. I said, you know what, listen, you get your kicks from eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream on your couch at night, and I'm going to get my kicks walking by Woody Allen's house. Thank you very much. Maybe we'll see soon, Yi. Anyway, um, he sold it. I had no idea. He sold his townhouse. Wait for it. $17 million. Can you imagine? $17 million. Can you imagine selling your house for $17 million? 17 smooth mills. Can you imagine? I can barely count out. $170, let alone $17 million. <laughs> That's not true. I can't count out $17. Um, but, yeah. I. I uh, so he moved. He moved a few years ago. News flash. I had no idea. He moved to 70th Street in 26, to his $26 million townhouse. He moved to a townhouse on 70th Street for $26 million. I forget the square footage, but when I, re- when I read about it, he paid, wait for it, $4,000 a square foot. $4,000. Four thousand. Do you know what the going rate in Manhattan for square per square footage is right now? Not. I don't know right now during COVID, but uh, usually per square footage, it's about a thousand to thirteen hundred a square foot. That's right. So take a marble notebook, put it on the floor, and that's pretty much how much a square foot is in Manhattan. A thousand bucks. But Woody Allen pays four thousand. That's right, people. Why do we live here? Couldn't tell you. Why do we live here? I have to say though. When the world opens, if you are in New York, if you are visiting, you have to go see him. Every Monday night, Woody Allen performs at uh, the Carlisle Hotel, K 
Cafe Carlisle on Madison and 76th Street. Every Monday night, he plays the clarinet there. I I saw it. It was amazing. Um, and I, I it's a complete New York moment. Like, you, you, you know, I'm not a fan of his personal life. I don't know his personal life, but what I do know of it, what I read of it, marrying you, your, your adopted daughter with Mia Farrow. I, like I can't, I, I, but I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Cause I think he's a cinematic genius. He's quirky. He's a part of the fabric of New York. I, I, I really, really am a fan. Um, and I told you, I read his book, which I, I recommend apropos of nothing. I watch all of his movies, which I talked about recently. I watched a rainy day in New York. I watched his documentary not too long ago, but cafe Carlisle, big experience, big glamorous lounge oh my god wear a fur you know faux get a black lacquered cigarette holder with no cigarette wear a pair of heels oh my god you know do it up set your hair and roll as a total new york night total oh right up right up my alley other celebrity you know i actually saw speaking of some celebrities they have this funny music thing on the side um steve martin also um he plays the banjo. Did you know that? He plays the banjo in a bluegrass band. Bluegrass band. A bluegrass band. And um, back in, uh, I think it was 2009, I saw him play. I went to go see it at the Rubin Art Museum, which is a Tibetan and Buddhist museum downtown. And um, and he was so good. And it was funny because I remember I was, you know, I'm in the audience, uh, you know, decent seats, whatever. It, it, museum theater, really nice. And, uh, you know, it was like a school. It was like an annex. It was like a school theater. Uh, you know, but I'm in the I'm in the audience, and it's like funny. You're just watching this band. I'm not a bluegrass fan, but I wanted to see Steve Martin play the banjo. I thought he's such a great actor; he totally makes me die laughing. You know, he's doing the banjo. I want to go see. And it was crazy. Like he's, I'm sitting in the audience watching him, and I'm just like, that's like Steve Martin. Like, <laughs> like, like what was what was the um Father of the Bride? That the movie? I'm, I'm, I'm getting that right. I mean, like hilarious. I mean, there he is, just ban- banjo, banjo, <gasps> ham, hamming it out. Hamming it out on the stage. I love it. I was reading an article in the newspaper the other day. Who needs kale when you can have kelp? That wasn't the title of the article. That was basically the gist of it. Uh, 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 like, I can't. I, I just can't. Really? Really? <clears throat> Seaweed? I, you know, I know. I know. But, but, but like kelp. Kelp is the superfood. Are you, are you doing kelp? Here's the thing. Apparently, it's a crazy, insane superfood. They say, like, kelp, it's a type of seaweed. I didn't I didn't really know what it was. I know kelp from watching the show alone on the History Channel, which I love. By the way, I think it's, like, on demand. You totally should watch it. It's about, like, you know, these people that get dropped into the woods and they got to survive. It's not, like, Survivor. It's different. But, it's, it's and you know, but they who could stay the longest, survive the longest with very little things? So good. And so some of these people that have been dropped off, they would eat things from the sea and they would call something, like, a bull kelp or something. I don't remember, but, but they would eat, they would say, Oh, kelp. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. And some of these people, their whole diet would be based on kelp, but I thought it was seaweeds. Yeah. I didn't know. Then I read this article, but kelp I learned is a type of seaweed and it has ton of, uh, tons of benefits that apparently blow your average California wrapped hard, crusty seaweed right out of the water. Um, I kelp, someone should correct me, but what I read is that kelp grows in shallow oceans. It's called kelp forest. It literally, it could, it could grow up to 250 feet, 250 feet of, of kelp. So I was then thinking, is that the stuff when you go into the, 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 the water in the summer 
in the ocean. And you see all that stuff, you know, the seaweed, like when it's very seaweedy. Is that the kelp? But apparently there's 30 different varieties of this of this um, seaweed, but this kelp, but is that it? Is that what it is? Or is it, does it only grow in a certain region? I don't really know, but apparently... It's it's a nutrient dense food. It's low in fat and low in calories. So clearly, that means I'm gonna have to start to try it because my the, you know my I got I just got to order a popcorners chips forty bags. Some like for the kids air quotes. How funny. Yeah, hi Costco delivery. Yeah, I'll take a box of the forty. Oh, the popcorners. Yeah, salty sweet kettle corn. Oh, the 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 box of forty. Well, you know what? Make that too. I'll I'll find room in my tiny apartment. Yeah, sure. For the kids. Hilarious. Hilarious. So anyway, kelp, back to kelp. Apparently, apparently, it has a powerful effect on weight loss, obesity. It absorbs, like it, it stops the absorption of fat. A food, can you imagine? A food stops the absorption of fat. So let me get this straight. I eat kelp. Then I go to the drive thru at McDonald's and I have some fries. And you're telling me all the fat from the French fry grease that's going to go into my stomach is not is going to be stopped, blocked by kelp. What is it? The fat police? I love that. But apparently kelp has all these vitamins, vitamin K, vitamin A, iron, calcium, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to try it. But here's the thing. And this is what I want to ask you. When the whole seaweed trend came out, like, and I'm not talking about on sushi because that's been forever. Like, I'm talking about the roasted sheets of seaweed. You know what I'm talking about? Those square packets like you see them at the supermarket. Yeah, I know you could get them on Amazon too. Those square packets that come in the the, the, the pet plastic or tin. It's like a you know, pull out a little clear tray of roasted, salty, crispy seaweed treats. Like, the first time I got them, I remember opening the packet and saying, okay, you know, crispy. Okay, nice. Color, a little off-putting. Hunter green with like veins of like a pearlescent color. Little weird. Little bit of residue that flakes off. Salty. I licked. Salty. And then I chewed. Oceaning. Mm, mm. Oceaning. That's exactly what I thought. Oceaning. But I was able to get past the oceany flavor because I heard, oh, all the benefits. But after a week, they just weren't cutting it for me. But I also, it was a long time ago, so I think I'm going to try again. Um, I, I was talking to one of my friends, she's health food nut, you know, those nuts, nuts, you know, you really should have a couple salads a day at least. That'll do it. If you have a couple salads a day and you walk a few miles, like you'll be good. No, no, I'm not going to be good because I'm going to be crazy. I don't want to eat two salads a day. Maybe if I'm JLo and I'm making a smooth one point. Five billion dollars a year, then I'll eat two salads a day. Okay, or maybe if I'm the Kardashians and I'm going to Health Nut in LA in the Valley, then I'll eat two salads a day. I don't want to eat salad. I'm not taped. Well, I tape myself, but I'm not filmed every day. I don't have. I, I, please, I'm voluptuous and I don't care. I don't care. Guess what? You know what I said? I told her. I said, "How about Melissa McCarthy? She's not exactly a, a min pin, okay? And she's quite fabulous. Last time I checked, Rosie, hello, Rosie O'Donnell, love her. Bette Midler, these girls—they're not thin. They're not thin, and I love all of them. You know, but she, she's she's one of these, okay? So anyway, she tells me, well, you know, you can get um, kelp salsa. Mm, yeah, that sounds really appealing. Um, uh, there's kelp noodles. She told me. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you could get the kelp noodles at Whole Foods. First of all, you know what kelp noodles sounds like to me? It sounds like it's um, it sounds like it's gonna put me in debt. Kelp noodles sounds like it's gonna put me in debt. I don't want to spend nineteen dollars a pound on something that's gonna make me nauseous and put me in debt to eat. Thank you. 
But she said, oh, you get on an Amazon. So I, okay, fine. So you swap them out. You, you, you know, like um, those other noodles that came out, like a bunch of, what, what, what were those noodles? I can't even remember. They're, they're like clear. They're not glass noodles. They were like clear in a bag with like water. And you, you'd find them in the, you know, like the, the vegan section, Hiratachi, Hiratachi. I, I don't have it written down and I, I'm, I'm forgetting because that's what happens when you get older, by the way. So uh, one day you just think of things and poof, yeah, it's out of your head. So these noodles, I remember, and I remember trying these noodles and thinking, these are, these are disgusting. These are disgusting. <laughs> and I know kelp noodles are going to be exactly the same thing, but if they're on Amazon and cheaper there than in Whole Foods, fine, fine. I will try them. I will try them. She did also say, that um, you can buy kelp seasoning. So I think that's going to be the first thing that I'm going to try. I'm not going to do the noodles. I'm going to get the kelp seasoning. She said Bragg's. You know that brand Bragg's, B-R-A-G-G-S? They make um, apple cider vinegar. She said that they make sea seasonings. Yes, they make sea seasonings. We're not only in the business for apple cider vinegar. We're also in the sea seasonings business. Oh, great. Sounds delightful. So they, they do... Um, kelp seasoning that you can put on top of uh, food, chicken, stir fry, or as my friend liked to tell me, popcorn. I rather die. You know what I want to put on popcorn? Snow caps, okay? Snow caps. Snow caps, Mary. That's what I want to put on my popcorn. I don't want to put kelp on my... (laughs) Anyway. So, another show, by the way. As sometimes, because you know, because it's quarantine, and I don't have a lot of stuff to tell you about, like going on stage and meeting all the celebs, and you know who's does who's doing who in the green room. I wish I did; it would be so much more exciting, and I'd probably get more listeners that way. I'll tell you that much. But I so I'm watching TV, and have you seen Pretend City on Netflix? Go check it out. Fran Lebowitz, she's opinionated. She's old New York. She's like Woody Allen, the fixture of New York. Well, this is here's my fixtures in New York: Joan Rivers. Woody Allen, Fran Lebowitz, Betsy Johnson, Amanda Lepore, big club kid from, from the 80s. So many, so many, so many fixtures of New York. Fran Lebowitz, opinionated, old New York uh, woman. She's, she's famously resistant of technology. She doesn't, can you, this is a woman. She doesn't have cell phone, computer, or typewriter. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Imagine. She gets all of information from the newspaper and for TV, whatever, but uh, I can't. But anyway, but she's, She's um she's an author, she's a writer, you know, I, I'm sure you know her. But she's um she's actually kind of like the female version of Woody in some ways. Um but the show is called Pretend Sitting and all she does is she talks about her opinions in New York. I didn't find it like I'm rolling on the floor hilarious, but I definitely am tre- intrigued with one episode and I I think you might like it. So you're going to die. Okay, you're going to die. I don't know if I'm late to the boat on this, but there is a holiday in China called Singles Day. Do you know that? Yeah, that's right. Singles Day is on November 11th in China, and it's a holiday that celebrates single people. Unmarried people celebrate themselves and the country on Singles Day, and it's also one of the world's largest shopping days. Literally, one of the world's largest shopping days, Singles Day. You know, it's so funny. So I, I thought, well, why Singles Day? So, you know, why, I mean, why, no, not, why Singles Day? Why November 11th? I don't understand. Um, and it's because the 11 is a one and a one. And it basically is like, looks like single people. Literally, that the, the number. That, that, that's, that's, that's what I read. I don't know if that's even accurate. But that's what it is. It, this, this holiday, by the way, was originally called Bachelor's Day. Um, 
it was about like, I think a thousand years ago, I'm not actually a thousand, I shouldn't say that, but I think maybe like 30 years ago or something, a few college guy students got together to celebrate the idea of being single. That's not sexist or anything, right? And, uh, but now they've, now they've evolved and now they call it singles day, but this is what I want to know. How do four guys in what? Shanghai University get together and say, you know what, we're going to celebrate being bachelors, you know, because we're single, because that's the life we're choosing. And the next thing you know, it, it, it's it, it, it's the biggest shopping holiday in the world. What, so let me get this straight. Alibaba, Alibaba which we're going to get to in a little bit, okay, and where the hell is Jack Ma. How, they, they started supporting Singles Day. How did that happen? Like, Jack Ma, co-founder of the Baba, says, you know, I I want to I have this company I'm 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 bringing to light co-founder of 2009 and I want to center my company around a holiday and I'm not going to pick like a secular holiday no or the day after you know how we have our Black Friday no I'm going to pick Bachelor's Day that's what I'm going to do and why Bachelor's Day Jack Ma because I mean I know you changed the I know the the, the Chinese culture they changed it to, to Singles Day but 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 at least in the U S um. Like, I think 70 or 80% of household purchases are done by women. So why would you have a, do the biggest shopping day or plan for the biggest shopping day in China on a holiday that's apparently celebrating single men? I don't understand. Anyway. But it worked, and now it's the biggest holiday in the world, shopping holiday in the world. And by the way, where the hell is Jack Ma? I don't get political. I don't, you know, because I'm just not that interested, to be honest. I don't I, I, well, I should say, I'm, I am interested in what I'm interested in. Sometimes it's so many talking heads and opinions and I get all crazy, but, but, but I like Alibaba as a company. You know why? Because I like their stock. That's why I like Baba, uh, Dalsan, B-A-B-A, is if you want to look it up on Twitter, for example. But, uh, co-founder of, uh, of, uh, Alibaba, Jack Ma, and he's missing, he's missing. And, and by the way, Forbes in 2019 listed Jack Ma as the world, one of the world's most powerful people. So, so Jack Ma, he, he controls obviously Alibaba and he also, they also have, um, an e-commerce company. I'm sure you heard the story, but he has this, they have an e-commerce giant called, uh, Ant. It's Alibaba affiliate company. And Ant, the company Ant was going to IPO. And then, um, I'll, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, Jack Ma started talking about the Chinese government, um, their banking system, and he was saying negative things that China is a communist-ruled country and how it's unsuitable for his company, fintech company, Ant. And um, and, and then there he was going criticizing the communist regime, regime. And uh, a couple days before the IPO, one, it never happened. The IPO never happened. And and two. Um, then he went missing. He went missing. He just literally went missing. He has not been spotted since October. One of the world's most powerful men. Let's get the truth. One of the world's most powerful men has been missing since October. Okay. Jack Ma, did you buy an island with the billions and billions of dollars that you have and you're hiding from everybody or where are you? Okay. Okay. I think it's a little crazy, but you know what I learned from that story when I heard it on the news? Do not say anything bad about any governments or communist governments or anything like that because we don't want any problems now, do we? Anyway, I like Baba, by the way. I like, have you gone on? Have you have, did you, have you gone on Alibaba? I actually should do a whole episode about the Chinese shopping sites because 
because I I translate them into Mandarin. I know. You're like, really? Who is this girl? You're wearing hoop earrings with your name and that you got these two fancy kids. Now you're sitting here telling us you like Baba stocks and you're translating sites into Mandarin. I told you, I work on in tech and digital, so it's like kind of my thing. But anyway, <coughs> I like the, the Chinese shopping sites and I should do a whole thing about it. But anyway, I like Alibaba as a stock. 82% of Alibaba's revenue comes from their e-commerce business, which is like Alibaba, AliExpress, blah, blah. Anyway, and they have they have obviously have other spin-off companies. So I I we got into the you know, so I'm into Alibaba, into the stock, got into the Jack Ma thing, and I'm just like, sugar, what happened there? What happened there? So that's that. I was talking to a friend about this recently, and she's like, Oh, so I looked up Alibaba stock. I don't, you know, at least I know I know you're into that kind of thing. Like the the only thing is she said, I don't understand why anybody would buy this because Alibaba stock doesn't pay dividends. So what makes it so attractive? And as I say to everybody, like I am, you know, I, this is, these are just my opinions, but um, most of the tech stocks don't pay dividends, I told her. Um, and, 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 you know, by the way, you know, the dividend, if you don't know, is, is, is any, any, any money that's left over, or when the company profits, any money that's left over, the company can uh, will sometimes distribute into quarterly dividends, a payout for the shareholders, for the people that own the stock. Dividends are small. Dividends can be a dollar. Dividends can be five cents. Dividends can be four dollars. You know, but but they add up depending on how many shares you own. You get a uh, one, whatever the dividend is times the amount of shares you have. Uh, you know. So anyway, so um, so she says, well, why is it so good? And I said, the theory is, the theory is, is that you don't that. A lot of the tech stocks, Facebook, um, you know, Snap, Baba, they don't pay dividends. The reason why they don't pay dividends is because the theory is that you'll make your returns as capital gains as the price of the stock goes up. So they don't need to pay dividends. So basically, I was telling her, and by the way, this should just be the question of the day. I'm actually making it the question of the day right now. On the spot change, the thing is, is really, is that if, if you have, so, okay, Say you own a bakery, right? Say you own a bakery, and um, and and you are selling uh, donuts, and your donut business is going ham. Everybody's loving your donuts. And say at the end of the year, you have a hundred thousand uh, dollars in profit, right? Now you could take a portion of that profit, and you can say, "I'm going to give." If it was a public donut shop, I'm going to take a portion of my profit, say ten percent. So you're going to take 10% of $100,000. I'm going to take $10,000 of my profit for the year, and I'm going to sprinkle it out to all of the shareholders, anybody that invests in my donut shop, because they're investing, they're spending their money, they're investing, they're believing in my growth, they're believing in my leadership and my strategy and my product, and I'm going to give them some of the goodies, some of the cash money bitches that comes out of my profit for the year, okay? Well, here's the thing. You can go give your 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 investors in your donut shop that a, a piece a percentage of that ten thousand dollar you know profit fraction that you just picked off or you could take that ten thousand dollars and not give it into not give it to investors as a dividend you can put it back into the company and expand the company or hire more workers but say if you're gonna expand maybe you would expand to oh I don't know baguettes or muffins so and as an investor, what would you want the company to do? Would you want the company that you're investing in, would you want them to share some of the profits with you, which is the dividend, or would you want them to take the money and reinvest it 
back into the company to make it grow bigger and better. And with that idea, the stock, if the company reinvests the money into itself and the stock price grows and goes up, um, the stock, actually, if you reinvest the money into the company and you, you, you make new products, you hire new leadership, whatever, the company grows, that stock price goes up, and then you can always sell your, your shares um, and make some money. Or you can ride the wave, be long-term, whatever you want to do, ride it with that company and, um, and hope that it grows and grows and grows. And then one day, your whatever amount of money you originally invest in the company is, is, is double, triple, quadruple, whatever. So those people, by the way, as you know, if you do invest uh, in anything, they have different strategies. Some people are dividend-only investors. They own, Warren Buffett is notorious dividend-only investor. He only invests in stocks with dividends. Um, and a good dividends, that was his strategy. And then, but, but by the way, big tech and all that, was that around when he got started? No. So and, and then other people have more of a strategy of, I don't necessarily care if they are dividend-producing um, stocks. I just want to be involved in growth. Um, I don't buy a lot of individual stocks. I talked about that. I I, I like uh, ETFs, but I do like Baba. I like the Baba. I like it because it's the largest shopping. It's the largest shopping in the world. Largest shopping platform outperforms Amazon. And by the way, some of the some of the um, the search functionality on uh, Baba's uh, other e-commerce businesses that they own. You don't just have to go. You don't just go in like how hey, you go on an Amazon. Say you want a black shirt. You go to Amazon.com. You type in a black shirt. You hit search, and then you see all these black shirts. Well, on some of Alibaba's websites, e-commerce shopping websites, you um, you don't have to type in black shirt. You could take a picture of a black shirt that you like, and you can search for it. Like I just, I, 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 I love that. There, there's just a lot of that, that's not that's not that's not what makes them so great. There's tons and millions of things that makes them makes them a good company. But I just wanted to clarify why I like Baba and why I'm talking about Jack Ma, as I know it's probably not on brand for me. But that's fine because who cares? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you, may, 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 maybe maybe people are interested in that. Or maybe not. They're like, you know what? I'll stick to the financial advice from my stock advisor. Thank you, Elise. But I'm just talking because that's what this podcast is about. Product of the week is a gold bar cart that I found on Hilarious Amazon. And I'm going to tell you what. I was at my girlfriend's house I was in her living room. We were in masks. I was dropping something off. She had this cute bar cart. I was like, oh my God, I love that. I can never have that because I have kids and they'll jump through it and break the glass, but I love it. And she was like, oh, it was a hundred bucks on Amazon. Let me send you the link. She sent it to me and I was like, I'm in love. I think you're going to be in love too. And it's how it's called. It's called Right Soon. These names kill me. Right Soon. R-I-T-E-S-U-N-E. Right soon, wine bar cart with two glass shelves and casters for home kitchen club, antique gold finish. It's adorable. If you live in an apartment, this is adorable. Right soon, wine bar cart. It's a small little thing. It was like two feet by like a foot and a half. It was perfect. It was perfect apartment size. Perfect apartment size for my apartment that unfortunately I share with two small people. So I can't have a beautiful gold bar cart for $100, but I would love one. So that's that. Closing out with a quote of the day, baby. Fran Lebowitz, sticking on brand, sticking with a theme. Pretend city, check it out. Here's the quote. When you leave New York, you're astonished at how clean the rest of the world is. But you know, clean is not enough. That's what Fran says. When you leave New York, you're astonished at how clean the rest of the world is, but clean is not enough. I love her.
check it out, Pretend City. That's all for the Elisa Lucci Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tell your friends. I'm on TikTok, and I hope I can see you at a show or a theater or anywhere. It's coming soon. Talk to you later. Thank you.